What is going on out there? Lacrosse fans and sports bettors alike. We made it. We deserve a pat on the back, a cuddle, something. We have made it through the PLL season, and you made it through with us riding along all season long. I am your host, Dan Alexander. This is the Bet on Lacrosse podcast, and boy, oh boy, do we have a fun show planned? We got a special guest joining us on the show. We're getting in to the finals breakdown that we have, the whip snakes and chaos. We were at semifinals weekend in Philadelphia, and there was all kinds of chicanery and shenanigans going down. So we'll get into that. Like we said, our special guest is a major analytical guru. That's right. I'm billing him heavy here right at the top. So that'll be fun bringing him in. Of course, we're going to be doing our usual uh, best bets, our EMOs, and we got some fun stuff for you for the final episode. Well, we're going to do one more episode. We'll explain it a little bit later, but this is the final betting episode actual lines, actual things to bet on. And man, are we excited. And thanks again to everyone who rode with us all season long here on bet on lacrosse. So that's enough from me. You're wondering what is going on with your guest. And I know you're wondering what is going on with me as always the co-host with the co-most Dougie fresh Doug Greenberg in the flesh, or at least in the zoom call Douglas, Man, I feel like getting to intro you is even better after finally meeting in person. Dougie, how you doing, my brother? I'm great, man. It was awesome to meet you in person. We, you know, we got there. Uh, we we met, you know, quote unquote, met uh, in, in person, and it was so funny because it it didn't feel like this was the first time we had ever no. met in person. It just was, it was very natural. I felt that embrace. I felt that hair. And yeah, I was it might like, have all right. touched the nape of your neck even. It was a full-on oh, man hug. It was a beautiful oh, thing. It was a big, big old man hug. <laughs> uh, no, so it was great, man. We had a great time. Um, it's fun to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to be here. You know, we just did a, a classic, you know, half hour of BSing before the show um, today, which, you know, the, the good way to, I think a good way to describe this show that we're doing today, like this is the last chapter this is like, you know, the climax, right? Like this is the climax of the movie. This is the the final chapter. And then next week will be kind of like the epilogue, right? Like it'll yeah. be like, oh, where where were we here? How 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 did we do? You know, <laughs> how, how have we how has this season changed us? Like that kind of thing. So um, but no, man, this is this is exciting. Um, lacrosse is great, lacrosse is life, you know. I'm ready, I'm ready to do it, bro. I love it, man. And truly just so much fun last week. I guess it was two weeks ago already. Semifinal mm-hmm. weekend in my town, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And like Doug kind of said there, there was a lot of brotherly love going around. We had like a meetup with the crew. I took everybody to one of my favorite breweries in Philly, Dock Street, some of the best pizza you can get. Doug was a little bit tardy as he had to help people move in. So he didn't get to try any of that pizza, which just means He's going to have to come back, but shout out my buddy, Ben Porter, a guy who was helping us out. If you got your over unders fixed, like your betting on totals fixed, 
you have Ben Porter to thank for that. So huge thanks to him. We got to meet one of our boys with our crew. Uh, Brian Andrews stopped out with us, of course, Hutton Jackson as well. Sarah Griffin joined the crew from Lacrosse Flash. So it was a fun get together with everybody and just huge thanks to, uh, to you guys all getting together and also huge thanks to the PLL for hosting a terrific event. You know, you were hanging out with RJ going to whip snakes, tailgates and whatnot. So it was just, you know, a super fun weekend. I uh, couldn't say more too about what a terrific venue Subaru park was for some lacrosse, man. It, it really was. It was a great, uh, it was a really great spot for it. It's a really, I was talking to some of the PLL people behind the scenes and they were saying, yeah, this is one of our favorite venues that we come to. You know, there's like, it's a perfect size for us. The fans here really, really like it. We get a, we always get a great showing there. Um, and I, and you know, like you said, I, I got the RJ Kaminsky experience. Uh, I followed him <laughs> around for a little bit. He's like the Pied um, Piper, like wherever he, really he goes, it's just, it's just kids. I want to be on the vlog, sign my face, the, sign my are, nipple. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. We were walking around the parking lot. We were looking for, um, we were looking, we were looking for Matt Rambo's family, which they weren't even there while we were walking around. We were just walking around aimlessly, but literally the whole time we were walking around, it's just like kids like, yo, RJ, like, what's up? Like, can you sign this? Like, you're going to, you're going to give me on the blog. We had, we had a kid following us around being like, Hey, so, uh, I saw you give out PLL helmets. Like I saw you give out helmets. You, you want to give me a helmet? He's like, nah, man. That was like, he's like, you know, uh, that's, you gotta be right place, right time. He's like, cool. So like, you'll come find me and you'll give me a helmet. Right. And he's like, man, I was like, man, this kid really knows what he wants. So Jeez. he was very young. So I don't think he's listening, but if he is <laughs> shout out to that kid, that kid really knew what he wanted. <laughs> respect man you know you, you can't knock the hustle so I, I i'm with you there but just an awesome event great meeting folks actually after the win i was riding up in the elevator and who was coming down the elevator the man the myth the legend the guy who has made me so much freaking cash this year andy towers was walking past and i was just like sup coach nice win thanks for the cover and he was just like, like he knew, like he knew he was like smug. He was walking around. But one of my favorite parts of the weekend was we were up in the press box at Subaru Park, a couple hundred yards above the field, a beautiful outlook with the water behind it, bridge overlooking. It was just, just, just picturesque. And even while you were up in the press box, yards above the field, you could hear every freaking word that was coming out of tower's mouth. That man is electric, Doug. He really, really is. I actually ran into and he's him such twice a nice guy too. He, oh, he really is. Like I, so I ran into him twice actually uh, that day and it's fun. And ironically, he was the only coach I ran into, um, but I happened to ran into him to into him twice. I ran into him once with you um, when he was getting out of the elevator and we just like fist bump. We were like, Hey, yeah. great win coach. Great win. He's Amazing. like, yeah, man. Like he was fired yeah. up. He's like, um, <laughs> and he was just as fired up before the game. I, cause I was on the field with RJ and we were just like sitting there and he just came out like full head of steam, like power walk, power stride. And he just walks right by me and RJ. He's like, great day guys. It's a great day. And he just like gives us fist bumps. And I was like, that was so, that was so cool. Like, like this guy inject awesome. that energy into my veins. That is the spark Seriously. plug that is, but there's so also many, just so many great personalities in the league. Like towers is one of the biggest, but you know, the players, the coaches, the, on the sideline, the whole entire staff, you know, Lisa Redmond with her interview at halftime, it's just a great crew of people like, like the, yeah. the, the community that is the PLL team um, 
truly, I'm not just saying it because, you know, we partner with them because we work with them. Um, just nice people through and through ultimately interesting people as well. Great conversation all weekend long. It was just, it's terrific, man. I, I love the lacrosse community. I know there's always, you know, bad apples in every community. There's always gatekeepers in every community, but as a whole, this, the, the mental health boost that lacrosse has brought to just me personally, it's something that like, I can't go without saying on, you know, our second to last episode, you know what I mean, Doug? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very appreciative. Everyone who I interacted with last weekend and, who I've interacted with uh, just, you know, on social media, on, you know, through emails, whatever, on calls, texts, everyone has just been super cool. Um, They're all just trying to build a really great product and they're all doing it the right way. So I do really appreciate like what the league does and they're, and they're all very good people. So I know what you're saying and I will be inappropriate. No, we are not slurping. We will move on. It was a terrific weekend (laughs) and a a lot of fun at that. Speaking of meeting great people, huge thanks to Joe Keegan and Jake Watts for having me on ride the line. I don't know if I'm more thankful or the people who listened were more thankful because we were all cashing tickets three and oh i had the whips money line chaos plus one and a half one of our favorite bets doug and uh connor kelly under one and a half goals i got a lot of side eyes with that bet i myself was having some sweats but it was uh it was well worth it and and you know when we're recapping the semis you guys all know what happened in the game but as far as betting implications go uh now that we're done with our little love fest there um Something that Doug and I both took out of semifinal weekend before we get going, we welcome in our guest here. We preview the games. We get you our EMOs. We get you our best bets. One of the main takeaways that Doug and I had walking out of that stadium had really not, it was more about betting theory. And that's that sometimes Doug, the best bets that you can make are bets you didn't make at all. Exactly. And uh, Hutton's going to get real mad when he starts editing this and I start, you know, calling him out and he'd be really mad if he would hear. And I'm sure he would own up to it if he was here, but he was, he felt he will victim. have a rebuttal on next week's episode. I will he say, so Hutton, will. sit back, take your lumps. You, 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 you will have the floor on next week's episode. He's not going to be happy with me, but for, for exposing him like this, but he did <laughs> fall victim to that. Um, it was in the second game, you know, there was a couple good opportunities to take water dogs because they went down pretty early. I was looking at it and I was just like, I I can't bet against whips. Like no matter what happens, I just can't do it. Um, And I was looking, I was looking for the reverse scenario. I think like, I think I was looking for water water dogs dogs to go up, to go up up and then maybe take whips. And, and this is as somebody who had a water dogs to, to win uh, the championship future. Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't convince myself to pull a trigger on them while they were down, even at a good number. And even if it was like, if I was, if I had the opportunity to take them plus two and a half, I was like, I don't know. It's like, I just hate betting against whips and, you know, especially in the playoffs, like they've just been so, so dominant. And, and, and that's exactly what you're kind of alluding to is that sometimes, you know, the best bet that you take is a bet that you actually don't take. And that saved me some money, especially because, and the other part of it too, is I was very content um, with my day because I had, I, I, you know, contrary to what I said on the podcast, I didn't end up taking the under, I took the chaos plus one and a half because um, that was the bet that I liked more, but I couldn't jinx it by taking it on the podcast. So I took it for the day um and then spoken like a true degenerate better because they i do the hey it worked it worked right 
I mean, it's only crazy if it doesn't work, but it worked. I mean, <laughs> chaos, chaos won straight up and the over um, hit, but only by a little bit. It only hit by one goal and it was yeah. chaos that scored it. So that was a yeah. little weird. And that was actually the um, wager wall that, that I highlighted this week. Um, but, uh, but, and then I actually took a couple props. I took um, Josh Byrne over two and a half goals, cashed it. Um, I took, I thought I took another one too. Can't remember. Oh, uh, Jeff Teat under two and a half goals. I remember now. Yeah, it was Jeff Teat under two and a half. Cash it. Cash it. And, um, you know, I was feeling pretty good about that. I was like, Josh Byrne, you know, phenomenal scorer, shows up in big moments. Um, Jeff Teat, you know, I sweat on that. I was sweating a little bit on that one because yeah. he had one, he had one goal going into the fourth quarter. He scored one in the fourth. And that's when you get a nice little sweat going, but you know, pulled out of it. And so there you go. I was like very profitable on the day and I didn't, I had some money to blow if I wanted to, but I, I just couldn't convince myself to on the live bets, you know, and frankly, you know, the opposite and really you shouldn't even be thinking about it like this, but you should, you shouldn't be thinking about what happened the rest of the day based on that, because like, let's say the opposite had happened and I had missed all three. Mm -hmm. Um, early in the day, you know, there would have been that little devil on my shoulder being like, yeah. no, but you're going to get this. Next Don't chase your game, losses right? though. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that's, that's, that's the point is especially when you're down is that's where people really start getting in trouble because it's, well, a, it's I, a very, I do. you know what I mean? Exactly. People start talking themselves into, well, I can't lose the next one. You can, you probably will. Exactly. So that's where betting responsibly right. comes in. Cause that's where, cause then instead of betting your usual unit size, you're betting double that or you're parlaying it together with stuff because you're trying to get that money back. Like you're going to lose some of your best plays. You're going to lose some of your favorite plays. Don't go chasing because that's where you're going to start getting in trouble. And that's where you're going to be losing money. You can't afford to lose and that's not what betting is about. That's not what gambling is about. It's about having fun. It's about enjoying. It's about making money. Don't get me wrong. But if you're constantly chasing your losses, long run, you're going to be a loser. Long run, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be enjoying it anymore. It's going to be more of a chore than having fun. So I think especially when you're down, Doug, I think you make a good point there because that is really where you have to stick with the unit size you have to stick with your bankroll discipline because you know one bad day where you're constantly chasing can undo months of good days and good things that you did so i think that's a great point that you make the, that can't go unmentioned you know yeah and you know what it's a very slippery it's just a very slippery slope and i guess the the main point i just want to get out of this is you can't really think winning or losing. Like you can't think of a bet in terms of like, well, I need to make a little bit more money or I need to recoup my losses. You got to take every bet independently. You know, you got to think of it objectively in the moment, um, you know, regardless of anything else that's happening, regardless of any context, you look at the numbers and you say, is this the right play or is it not? And, you know, I was sitting there on some money in that second game and you know, I was thinking about taking water dogs on the live spread and, or, or live spread or live money line. And I was like, I just don't see it. And, and sure enough, you know, uh, it was a pretty handy whip snakes win and I feel good about not having taken it. And I think I feel better than if I had taken it. So there you go. 
see, we're not just here to give you winning plays and talk about lacrosse. I mean, that's stuff that's just going to make you a better, better long term. So let's get rolling on in here. Since we don't have Hutton Jackson with us, what did we have to do? That's one of our hard hitters with two first names. So what we had to do was we had to bring in another guy with two first names, joining the program for the first time. Very excited to welcome on in this guy who I bounce ideas off of back and forth. Talk about making us better betters. This is a guy who uses terms like my models say and the statistics tell me that's some high level thinking stuff. Welcoming in to bet on lacrosse. One of our contributors, Parker Blake, Parker, buddy. Thanks for hanging in there while Doug and I just talked your ear off. Welcome to the show, my man. No, it's awesome, man. Cause I mean, you talk about me making you a better, better. I mean, I've, First off, better, better is like my favorite term of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's same. another T-shirt. Agreed. We've been we've I'm been talking about T-shirts. We need to get made up. Better, better is one of those T-shirts. No, but I mean, I love that I can bounce ideas off you guys because I mean, like I, I was talking to Doug the other day, and I'm I'm very analytical. I mean, I'll tell you any number you want to know, but at the end of the day, I mean, you guys are a lot better than me at watching the game. So I mean, it's all about knowing what to play and what not to play, and that's really just I mean, that's what the numbers tell me to do. So. Iron sharpens iron. Now, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Parker. You're a football guy, right? Offensive line, getting your hands down in the trenches. I, too, former offensive lineman. And we have a get. We have like a theme with our guests. All of our guests are former offensive or defensive linemen. So you're a football guy, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. So through and through. <laughs> well, it, we're, we're going to be losing more money on the NFL. That's why this show is bet on the cross, not bet on professional football. This is build up your, your bank. Yeah, let's build my bank. Yeah. Build up your bank on the cross so that you can lose it yeah. on the NFL mm-hmm. and but, in college. But this is the guy who really got me thinking like we, we had been really looking towards underdogs all year long, but since Parker Blake came on, on the crew with us, we had the numbers to quantify why you should be looking at underdogs. Now, before we get into the numbers before we get into the nitty-gritty football guy through and through he looks the part he sounds the part how'd you get into lacrosse my man are you because you're out in uh, in utah right yeah yeah it's funny because i mean you had the bubble here and i didn't even know so i got a roommate that's really big into lacrosse. i've been playing lacrosse for like 10 years okay and uh i got into betting the kind of like this spring is when i've been really focusing on it and he's like Oh, come watch some lacrosse with me. I was like, Oh, for sure. And I was like, is that the over under they have on the scoreboard? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I love this sport already. (laughs) I just started getting into it. And I learned how many numbers that were involved. And I'm like, dude, you got numbers and they support betting. I'm in, I'm bought in right now. Well, you see, you're all in because you're rocking the water dogs jersey. Yeah, I got my jersey on because he's a stat king. I mean, I'm just, I'm in, I'm all in baby. A stat king from a guy who loves stats. No, I'm happy we were able to get you on because truly the work that you've done behind the scenes, um, no exaggeration, we'd love digging into and then we use some of the numbers we started last week a segment called bet on the cross trends and where we got those trends were was from uh, something that you worked up with our team here and that's the pll betting report so talk a little bit about what goes into that how you kind of got into it because it's a spreadsheet that is a better's dream that you have there only one season of data that we have but it's only going to get better um you know how did you get into obviously curating this betting report and for people who uh, don't really know what we do behind the scenes here you know what kind of work goes into that yeah no so it actually started so the way i i do a lot of my bets and the way i've been trying to like make myself more 
trying to be strict with myself when I'm betting is I wanted to create this kind of trend chart. So for, I do it for a couple of sports, but for lacrosse, like nice and easy first year, get all the stats in. So I just actually just, I put a list down, tracked all the favorites, tracked the overs, tracked the, like the lines, the spreads. I made this cute little chart that's color coded because I'm an idiot and I can't read numbers because I have bad eyes. And I just wanted to see kind of who was hitting what to try and help my bets through the back half of the season. And then it was actually, I was, I was just in our little, little group message and you asked if anyone had the older lines from the year. And I was like, Oh, I got them. And I just sent you my little chart. And you're like, what the hell is that? And I was like, I was oh, like, I was like I full pause. I was like, full pause. You've been holding out on us this whole entire time. This motherfucker had a, had a color-coded spreadsheet, and I got it in, like, week seven. Yeah, I was just – I was like, this is, like, my pastime because I'm bored and I have nothing to do at work, man. I mean, I'll send you whatever you want. And then I got talking to, to Brian, and he was like, oh, well, I have a model too, and we talked models. And then it's got to the point where he's really good at making things look pretty, and I had a crap ton of numbers just sitting around, and we just kind of threw it together. We covered just kind of – trends really just kind of what's hitting what's not hitting who's playing well who's hitting spreads who's can't cover to save their lives just you know whatever you want it's in there so i think obviously as we're looking at um the whips and the chaos you know those are the only two teams left we usually on the show run down you know you're straight up the ats records um you know with only two teams left it's it's kind of pointless i can tell you whips the seven and four chaos or six and five they're finally over 500 the chaos the better ats team seven and four against the number whip snakes only five and six against mm-hmm. the spread so you know, it kind of our eyes told us that, you know, maybe the whips were getting a little too much market respect early in the year. A lot of games where they were minus two and a half point favorites. And then the market kind of came around and, and you know, they kind of started covering with more regularity. You probably saw that while you were tracking it all season long, correct? Yeah, no, it's been super interesting to watch because, I mean, I, I just been watching. My, I'm a big over under better. I don't really okay. to make me nervous because yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll talk about it later, but. There's sweat, man. There's sweat yeah, all of them. See, see, and that's that's interesting because I am the exact opposite, and I think it's probably because for over unders, it is such a numbers game. Whereas when I'm playing the spread, and uh, you know, Doug, what what's your thoughts on this? When I'm playing the spread, I feel like it's more reliant. Obviously, yes, you're playing the numbers, but I think it's more reliant on actually watching the games. If you're constantly a spread better, like with the over-unders, you can kind of look at the team's box score. I feel like when you're messing with spreads, you know, part of your handicap 100% has to be, well, this team matches up with this team in another way. And that's why I personally like betting spreads more than the totals. So... Like, yes and no uh, to, to all of that. I know that's not helpful, but. Um, <laughs> Committal like, as always. <laughs> I am. Oh my gosh. I, I am so me. unbelievably true neutral. Uh, no, that's not true. I'm, <laughs> chaotic like chaotic, neutral. I'm like chaotic neutral. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, no, I. So the thing is, I like to do a little bit of both in, in everything. Depending on the sport, I might lean more one way or the other. Um you know, when it comes to football, I'll probably be more of a side person, more of a spread person. But I do, you know, totals here and there uh, if I think the, you know, if I think the numbers are right. And again, a lot of it comes down to numbers, but not in all sports. Um, you know, I think that uh, I think that in lacrosse there you can do it a lot by game script. I think um, NHL in the NHL in hockey, um, I do. I probably do a lot more totals than I do. Uh, sides in that in in the NHL and a lot of it is just matchups you know you look at like 
how good is this defense? How good is this goalie? How, uh, what kind of pressure can this team get on attack? Like that kind of thing. Um, and I think hockey, I think lacrosse is very similar in that sense. Um, but, but like, I would say sports that I watch a little bit less analytically, um, football, for example, basketball, I'll yeah, more, more likely than not, I'll probably be looking at a side there. Um, but you know, it, it definitely varies a little bit. Um, there are definitely a lot of, obviously there are a ton of numbers that go into, uh, picking a side as well. And especially once you get into, you know, sports where the spreads are a little bit, you know, they're not just one and a half, right? Like in lacrosse, we pretty much settled into lacrosse mm-hmm. being a one and a half. Yeah. Like run line, spread. puck line, ball line, I guess in lacrosse. Yeah, exactly. Like lacrosse. So lacrosse has become one of those sports, right? Yep. It's become a one, it's become a one and a half spread sport. Yep. And one and a half spreads are a little more interesting. They're, they're, you know, they're a little bit less, they're less complex, but in a lot of ways they're more complex. Well, because you have to start um, factoring it, in the the juice that you're laying or why is this yeah. plus money, but yet they're, they're underdogs on the money line. Like they, exactly. there's some head scratching stuff when you get into those one and a half. So I agree. And you see that every yeah. day, you know, what, what you do uh, with front office sports and your go rundown, you know, yeah. that's that's a lot of baseball stuff that you're seeing where you have to really analyze those numbers. Right. And it was honestly, it was kind of a shock when I got back to uh, football season because I was like, oh, damn, these are like real spreads again. And I have to actually yeah. just think about, you know, what we're going to do with these spreads. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing with basketball, like in basketball, you know, there's there's bad numbers. Like I, I talked to my editor, my editor at FOS um, on the rundown. And one thing he always says when we're, when we're talking about basketball, he's like, don't ever mess with a spread of five. Like, I don't even know why he says that, but he's always just like that. That's that five spread is just deadly. Like, it's just the worst, like don't even mess with it. And so, yeah, like, and I I don't know why he thinks that, um, but you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it's just a bad number. And sometimes you look at a side and you're like, man, I don't know which way to go. That's personally how I'm leaning towards this championship game, but we can save that for later. Um, You know, and, and in situations like that, I really like to look at the total more and, Um, you know, I think when teams are very evenly matched or you really don't know who has the true advantage, um, with a team, that's when you start looking, you know, sometimes I'll look at a total instead. And sometimes I'll be looking at a total from the get-go also, but, um, a lot of the times I'll look at a total as the alternative to taking a side, you know, that's, that's the neutrality in me, right? That's the Switzerland. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Just, just stay out of it. We'll, we'll sift through the numbers and speaking of sifting through the numbers, PB, you were talking about how you're tracking trends, how, you know, you like betting totals. You found some pretty darn interesting trends on the totals in this yeah. season. And one of which is that even though I hate betting unders, it seems like under was kind of a great play all season long in the PLL. Did, did the numbers kind of indicate that? Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's hilarious. All my friends make fun of me because I bet the under, I'm like, I love defense because everyone always hits the under. Same man, <laughs> dude. I love that stuff. I, well, sorry, not to interrupt you, but in football, when I bet unders, um, I'm just always rooting for punts. And we've talked a little bit about oh, this on Twitter. Punts. And stuff. Love I punts. love punts. Punts, punts are become, electric, man. Punt, punts a good, when I see a good punt, I get fired up and like more so <laughs> than if I see like a punt good punt this down. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there was a lot of good punts in the NFL this weekend. But anyhow, I'm sorry. I, you know, uh, I, I digressed from you. <laughs> so the under trends that we're looking yeah, at. No, it was a, so we were 59% on the year so far hitting the under. And I mean, when you were almost hitting at 60%, I don't know how you don't take the under, especially, I mean, the goalies we've had in this postseason have just been 
automatic for me. Yeah, I feel like that's something that definitely helps is when you also, you can look at a FIPS, you can look at a Reardon and you can say, you know, at least even if this hits over, I can feel good about this under because the numbers told me and my eyes told me two pretty damn, damn good net minders. Hard not to at least feel good about that bet going in. Um, you know, what were any other trends that you were kind of tracking this year that kind of made you uh, say, hmm, that might be worth a little play there? Because, you know, you and I have been going back and forth off air about this kind of stuff for weeks now. Yeah, um, unfortunately, the plus spread is knocked down to 68%. It's no longer 69%. That's a shame. It was no. nice while it lasted. It was nice yeah. while it lasted. <laughs> nice. Gross. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, the, 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 my favorite one, and it's kind of it's honestly because I don't really play them much because they're so even. But if we get the if we if the chaos win this week, we'll be at an even 50 50 on the season. We are currently 21 over 20 favorite versus underdog on the money line. Okay, so that's uh, really it's flipping a coin, and I think that yeah, just yeah. speaks to the parity that uh, that we've already you know the eyes tell, but quite literally, like he said. Favorites on the money line, 21 and 20. You know, it's it's flip a coin on who's going to be winning these games, which I, I think is just stellar, man. I, I think that is that is yeah. crazy. That, that You know what's interesting to me about that too, though, is that that's probably not um, – that's not that's not an incredibly great calibration for the books, I, I'll say. You know, that's true. Because, you know, the books probably want the favorites hitting, you know, in the 60% range at yeah. least. At you least know, over fifty two percent, that's for sure. And yeah, you, exactly. Like you're so, saying, think about the plus money that you're getting on the money lines with those exactly. underdogs, even though they're under five hundred. Um, you actually right. probably came out ahead because there were yeah, some like opportunities it, where you had like plus three hundred, plus two hundred underdogs on the money. Right. Line. Yeah. In theory, if you took every like, if you're telling me that fifty fifty number, in theory, if you took every money line underdog this year you'd be profitable you'd be pretty rich you'd be pretty rich right now yeah um you know because of all that plus money um so that's that's definitely an interesting point not something i've really considered yet but that's that's really interesting to hear about yeah i'm with you and uh parker will be with us the rest of the show here dropping some more nuggets but what do you say we get into it guys the finals in dc as our boy hutton likes to call it the district of champions I don't know if I could quite call it that yet, but you know, yeah, oh I'll, I'll let him have his thing. I know you're a Boston guy, so I, I won't oh even my God. get they you won, off they won two, They won two yeah. championships in the last <laughs> five years or whatever, and now <laughs> district of champions. All right, whatever. What I, I'm rocking this Sixers shirt today, and like it has on the bottom of it, it says City of Champs, and I was like, I almost feel like I just need to like fade that out because it's like <laughs> it is cool that like we have four major teams, all of them have one championship, but most of them happened before I was ever even like a twinkle in an eye, like. A, like I thought so was uh, so you know I I like the, the the throwback shirt but um you know they, you know Philly Phillies had a couple of champions don't tell yourself shirts because they had you had the Eagles and the Phillies in the last you know 15 years or whatever yeah, it was the, so. the Eagles yeah. championship my liver is still paying for it I will tell you that much. yeah same it's, but it, for the it, but for the opposite reason <laughs> oh man all right so let's get Maybe into it here Sunday it was the best game ever Sunday at high noon on the east coast here it is the whip snakes it is the chaos it opened hours after the semis minutes after the semis wrapped up and the lines really haven't budged since maybe a little bit of movement on the money line here, a little bit there, um, you know, some plus prices changing a little bit, but the whips minus one and a half point favorites against the chaos, 23 and a half. 
We all know it. It's the rematch of last year's championships. It's all the whips win 12 to six, despite the fact that still this, this hurts me because I had chaos plus one and a half last year in the championship. And spoiler alert, I'm probably going to end up taking the same exact thing here. The chaos holding a six, three lead going into the fourth quarter, the whip score nine goals in the fourth to get their second championship. They're going for the three Pete here. Um, before I throw it your way, Doug, for your thoughts, we'll get Parker on maybe some, uh, you know, some trends as well to throw in here, but Chaos are red hot coming into this game. Five straight covers as one and a half point dogs. Four of those were outright wins. They are on a tear here late in the season. I kind of alluded to it earlier. Despite being seven and four on the year, the whips are still below 500 against the spread. Last week, actually, they just covered their first game as one and a half point favorites over the water dogs. So now that moved them to two and six against the number as favorites this season. Only three of those games were outright losses. So even though they don't cover, um, you know, they don't care as long as they're getting the wins. So really the question is, can the chaos finally knock off the whips? I feel like the lacrosse world is all behind chaos because they don't want the three-peat outside of the whips fans. Don't get me wrong. I love the whips as well. But, you know, it's really the question. Chaos had a shot at it last year. They gave them everything that they could. Heading into the fourth quarter, it all collapses What do they do to stave that off? And can the chaos finally knock off the dynasty that is the whips? That's, that's the question. And if I knew it, I would be giving you the Powerball numbers Uh, instead, you know, I would be using my little crystal ball for, for some other things as well. But, you know, as I look at this game, nothing just screams out to me as, Oh my God, value bet this. I'm hoping there's maybe some more stuff that you were eyeing, Doug. It's so hard to pick the side for this game, right? Like it's, it's so hard. Um, you know, it's because, because there's, you know, like we talked about with narrative, with um, how the teams match up, like that kind of thing. It, it, it's, it's hard to really get a feel for how these teams are going to match up this time. And, you know, the last two times that they played, Whipsnakes actually won pretty handily. They covered a one and a half point spread. Um, you know, uh, and the last two times were, you know, essentially back-to-back games a few months apart, obviously. Um, but the first game was in the championship game, right? Last year's championship, uh, where the whips, what did we say it was? The whips rattled off nine goals in the fourth quarter. The chaos had them right where they wanted them. And then Zed Williams became a lacrosse God and that, you know, and, and that's the thing with the whip snakes is they just, they have that potential to turn it on at any given moment. And um, I think the chaos have guys who can do that too. Um, you know, I, I think Josh Byrne is a, is a guy who can do something like that, who can come up in the clutch, um, you know, score some goals. Um, Chris Cloutier has been really nice for them. Uh, Mac O'Keefe, I think is a young guy who can come through and Dane Smith, obviously. Um, but whips have guys that not only, we think can do that, but we know that they've done it recently. And, and Matt Rambo is a huge part of that. Um, you know, adding, I think getting Justin Gunnerding in this offense where he's at best, the third fiddle, right. Um, I think it's a pretty good spot for him to be in. Um, you know, sometimes you've seen in other sports, a guy comes over to a team after being the superstar and, you know, didn't have a lot of success with that team, but then he comes over to, um, a team that really can use his skill set, but not necessarily as a superstar. And, and it works so, so well 
So that's definitely a big argument for the whips. It's it's also just so hard to pick against chaos, though. I mean, Bla- like when you have Blaze Reardon in net, um, you're always going to be in the game. And uh, the, the defense has played a lot better. Um, and like I said, they got some impact scores. So from a from a side perspective, it's so hard. Um, you know, if I was looking at anything to pick a side, I'd probably be doing chaos plus one and a half because, you know, first of all, I think it's a better value um, considering that whips are getting minus money on minus one and a half, which is a little, which was a little surprising to me. I understand that, that they got, um, you know, they covered minus one and a half the last two times they played chaos. It's still a little surprising though, like in a championship game with the way that chaos has been playing. So I, I think if there's any value to be had, it's plus one and a half. Uh, minus 105 on chaos but i don't know i'm not super convinced by either side um no, I, I don't I see think, an edge so yeah that's that's what i mean is i i think as we alluded to earlier some of the best bets are the bets that you're not going to make unless you have an angle that you really love that you say are you know i i'm i'm gonna make a, one, a, right? a unit a, a half unit play whatever on chaos getting the one and a half it's it's not on my card this week you know what I mean? And, and I'll get to what my EMO is. And partly when I get to my EMO, I, I guaranteed that I'll be six and four on my EMOs on the year, regardless what happens this week, because my pick last week is still alive. And my pick this week is, you know, ba- basically a hedge, whether I, I am apparently know what a hedge is or not. I, I think I do. And we'll break that down here a little bit later in the show after we have our break coming up here. But, you know, we're talking about finding angles, finding things that we really like. That's when we turn to our man PB, Parker Blake, joining the show here with us. Um, Anything scream out to you on the models, the predictive stuff that you and our man Brian Andrews have been doing? Um, Because I think this is a tough game to bet. It's it's super funny to me because I listen to everyone talk. I listen to a few guys talk about talking to some guys about this game. Everyone's saying that they're going to be really close. I came into the PLO week five. I knew nothing about anything that was going on. I like to think I've kind of figured it out some things at this point. I know I love Blaze. I know the Chaos love to cover. And my model this week showed it has a 66% chance of covering the plus one and a half for the Chaos. The plus spread is 68% on the year. The Chaos have been the underdog 10 times. They covered seven times as the dog. I mean, they've covered 64% as the dog. The Whip Snakes cover 18% as the favorite. I just... Everything that I have leans towards the plus. So I'm riding the plus all day long. Look at that. That's, that. a, that's some Dude, beep that. boop bop right there, baby. Beep boop. And I, you know what? Like you and I were being very like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to pick a side. And this guy just comes in Boom. and he's like, no, science. Science beep says boop, take the chaos. Bop. That's what I'm saying. Gotta be the other side. That. I mean, you guys are both making me feel really nervous about it. I just, everything I look at just screaming to take it. So I'm riding it all day. We'll see hey, yeah. I, love I mean, that. you convinced me. I'm I'm at least sprinkling something on it if my man PB is riding on it. And, you, and, and I'm just I, all I'm saying too is that like it just doesn't. You know what? If you this is just another one of those betting axioms. Like if everything is telling you to take it, and even if you're wrong, and you feel like you, you know, can feel you, confident, you can, in it. you can feel good that you were on the right side either way. You know, because the numbers like the edge that you found that clearly has worked very well for you that told you to do it and you know there's absolutely zero shame in that as well yeah Doug yeah. and I were talking the other day about it and it's like I mean as long as you feel confident playing it I mean 
why you're not really losing anything when you're going out for it. And that's I totally really think in the, end, the gamble. end, I mean, as long as you're feeling good about it, numbers are saying to go with it. Why not run with it? You know, go with your gut. No, I think I think that's exactly. spot on, and that's that's part of it. You know, something that in our pre-show meeting, Doug and I were talking about too was finding the spot where you're you're thinking about your plays, where you're analyzing your plays, where you're feeling good about your plays, but you're not overthinking it. So I think when you have a model, when you have predictive um, tools that you've been using that have helped you gain some profit this year, don't buck it. Don't overthink it. Don't listen to talking heads like me and Doug and shut down your bet because, uh, you know, sure, some of the best bets are the ones that you're not going to make, but the ones that you don't make that end up hitting, sometimes that hurts just as much, Doug. Yes, a, a, a 100%. I can say <laughs> as somebody who has experienced cold streaks in betting and who sometimes overthinks things, often overthinks things, you know what? It's honestly the gut reactions are sometimes the best ones and uh it's it's crazy or and not even gut reactions it's 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 basically finding your edge like finding what you do as a better that works for you and just trusting that right yeah. and and yeah and like you know you know smart people like parker use models um you know i I have my own little weird method um, that is definitely not as analytical or mathematical. Um, but you know what? Like if you find the edge that works for you, you know, the worst thing that you can do is lose confidence in it. Um, the, you know, you always have to just believe that what you're doing is right. And it's, it's funny. It's like, it's just one of those things where like this, this space that we are in, you know, it's like being a, I don't know. It's like, it's like being, you know, like, it's like professional golfers, right? Like professional golfers, when they lose their mental edge, that's when it all starts going wrong for them. Right. And, and it's the same thing in betting. Like when you stop believing in yourself, that's when, that's when things really start spiraling or spiraling out of control. So even if you start running into, um, you know, a, a cold patch or whatever, you just got to keep believing in yourself. I'm basically just pep talking and talking myself at this point. I loved so. it. I got, <laughs> I'm ready to run through a wall after that. It's like any cold streak, forget about it. Now, PB, before we run for this break, you laid out a terrific case there for the chaos. Does that mean we got a free best bet out of you right there? Hey, I mean, in the end, sports are always random. So, I mean, don't put your money on me, but I mean, that's, that's my take for sure. I am riding that 150%. I love it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, we got PB dropping some knowledge. He earned the best bet music. You're going to hear a little bit more of that because when we come back from this break, it is our final best bet, our final EMO of the year. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for riding with us here on Bet on Lacrosse. Welcome on back. Bet on lacrosse, Dan Alexander, the co-host with the co-most as well, Dougie Fresh, Dougie Greenberg. We know we kept you long, folks, so we're going to get right into it. Best bet time, final one of the year. Dougie Fresh, what are you looking at for your best bet, man? All right, my final best bet of the year, under 23 and a half in the championship game. I know it's the worst. It's so boring. I know whatever. I don't care. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal with taking an under unders and championship games are, are a good idea for a lot of reasons. One namely is that 
both teams, whether they want to admit it or not, are a little bit skittish, right? They're coming out of the gates a little bit tentative. Everyone's a little scared to make a mistake. Nobody wants to like go out and make that big impact play because you make that, you miss that big impact play and suddenly it goes the other way and then there's a goal, right? And the defense tightens up too, right? Because the defense doesn't want to make a mistake. Like they don't want to do, they don't want to go for the big uh, turnover and then they miss it, something like that. So right off the bat, there's less scoring in that regard. Um, this under number that we're seeing is 23 and a half, right? And, you know, all the totals that we've been seeing now that it's kind of normalized, right? Um, we either get 23 and a half as the low number or we get 24 and a half as the high number, occasional 25 and a half, you know, something maybe occasionally lower than 23 and a half. But 23 and a half has basically been the established low number. Um, and thankfully, it's not any lower than that, which I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely appreciative of that. Um, but that's okay. Like, even though it's the low number, it's low number for a reason, which, you know, this has been a theme throughout the entire show. Um, it's low for a reason. It's high for a reason. This one is low for, this is the low number for a reason. Um, you know, for example, uh, last year in the Stanley cup final game, uh, game five between the lightning and the Canadians, that total, I believe was set at, it was five and a half at most. It might've even been five, um, in that game five final score, one nothing uh Toronto wow one nothing Tampa Bay Lightning um you know again there's something about elimination games that really takes you know that really takes the offense out of the game and when you're specifically talking about this game you're looking at Blaze Reardon argue arguably maybe not even arguably the best goalie in the league right yeah um you got Brian Phipps who's been playing fantastic for Whip Snakes you got two defenses that have been playing really really well and Obviously, these are two very solid offenses, um, but, I, you know, I, I don't think that's what's gotten them to this point. Um, you know, I, I think you'd be very hard pressed to find someone who would say that chaos has not gotten to this point with chaos could not have gotten to this point without Blaze Reardon. Um, he has bailed them out of so many games. I wouldn't be surprised to see him bail them out of this game, especially with, like I said, I think whip snakes are not going to get the shots that they usually like to take. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to get that inside pressure or anything like that. The last two matchups that we have alluded to uh, between these two, Whips and Whips, Snakes and Chaos, both very well under, right? Um, one of them, I believe, was 18 goals. The other one was 20. No, yeah, I think it was one. One was 18, one was 20. Yeah, so one was 18 goals, one was 20 goals. Very comfortably under this number. Only one of them was a championship game. The other one was a regular season game. So that should make you feel better about that. Um, Chaos just barely hit their over last week um like really just barely they got it in the last 48 seconds um so yeah there's there's some extra buffer for you if you i like it so if you weren't one around yet you are one around now my best bet i am going with a philly boy through and through matt rambo over half assist his his assist total is point Five and there is zero point five. Yes, zero point five. Just insane value on this price and this number. I always advocate shop for the best lines available. This is a little juicy on DraftKings. If you go elsewhere, BetMGM has this posted minus one twenty. I'm about to nerd out on you here. Rambo had two assists in the Whips win over the Water Dogs last week, but you know who cares? It's the semifinals. How does he do in championship games? Well, he had three assists in last year win over chaos he had three assists in 2019's win over the redwoods well dan that's a small sample size that's two games 
what do you mean to me? Well, okay, I, I did a little more digging. In his PLL career, he's recorded at least one assist in 19 of his 26 games. Beat, boop, bop. He's gone over this number in 73% of his games in the PLL. Well, that could just be outdoors. That could just be some energy. Okay, in his professional career, Rambo has played in 45 total games. He has recorded a total of 78 assists. Let's go apple picking. Give me Rambo over 0.5 assists minus 120 final best bet of the year. Boom. That's beautiful. That one, Dougie. Apple picking. That's beautiful. I thought, I thought you were, I did, I did pre write that. I thought, I thought it was a good line. That's a really good line. I mean, that's <laughs> some hockey talk right there, right? I say, that's what I, I thought. I thought, uh, you know, between uh, between your hockey knowledge, between that beard that PB's writing, I are, are rocking. Uh, I figured uh, you guys could appreciate that one, which brings us to our EMOs. Look, folks, you already know what my EMO is this week. It's chaos plus 140 on the money line, or you can play them to uh, to win the championship. You can shop around. This number's up to 145 if you do some shopping. Look, if you follow my logic on the whips to win the ship last week, you set yourself up for a rare opportunity. You beat the book. I'm holding a whips 175 ticket. I'm hoping you are as well, because now playing chaos at plus 140 or plus 145 means... We've locked in either $75 a profit if the whips win or $45 a profit for $100 betters if you're playing this little hedge opportunity. So I hope you rode with me because I got a sweat-free championship weekend coming up, except now that I'm on the under, thanks to Dougie Fresh as well. Doug, that's my EMO. I beat the books in the last two weeks. What are you looking at for your EMO, brother? See, that's smart play right there. That's really good stuff. That's really smart. You want to hear something not smart? Ooh. My EMO <laughs> is Blaze Reardon. Okay. Over 0.5 points. Let's juice go. out to plus 450. Okay. And like I said, I already prefaced this. I said, this is not a smart play. Okay. This is not <laughs> a smart play in any regard. If you're trying to like, you know, make a lot of money or like put a full unit on an EMO, don't do this one. This is so stupid. <laughs> However, at the end of the day, here's the deal. I, I love betting. I love making money. I just want to have fun while I'm doing it. And this play is just going to be so much fun um, with, you know, Blaze loves the one. I, I actually got to talk to Blaze last season when I was writing for the PLL. And he's, and he plays field, he plays, uh, you know, out in the field in box lacrosse, right? So he's a field player at heart. Um, he told me the way he got into goalkeeping was that he, uh, he had to take over after he broke his, uh, his goalie's wrist on his youth team, right? That's actually how he got into goal, how got into playing goalie. He's a youth player. He's a, he's a field player at heart. Like he wants to be out there. He wants to be uh, involved in the offense, and we and we saw it when we were at the championship weekend uh, uh, this past weekend. Blaze was bringing it up the field, and Andy Towers was like, "No, no, 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 no. time, time out, <laughs> no way, you're not doing that, buddy. Like, not here." Um, however, if Blaze gets the good opportunity this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if Towers just lets him. Right? Like, it's the last game of the year; they're not worried about tiring him out. 
Um, you know, if, if it's the right situation, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get down there and make a nice play. But listen, the bottom line on this play, it's, it's priced at plus 450, which I will say, I think that's a, a little, I think it's a little too much. Like, it's, I not, think, it's not a bad play, you know, for a I, fun. I would have, yeah, I would have probably considering what the, all the other props are at, I would have probably put this at, like in the plus 300 range, but it's not completely insane. Blaze Reardon has an assist this year. Um, he got an assist in the second game of the year against water dogs. Um, so listen, I understand that it does sound insane. And my, and like I said, my bottom line on this play is this isn't smart, but it's fun. And we're, and you know what, and absolutely do not throw a full unit on unless, you know, if that's, that's your prerogative, if you really want to throw a unit on it, by all means, go for it. I'm thinking throw a couple bucks on this guy. Um, and if it misses and you, you know, it was a low stakes bet and it misses, you don't feel that bad about it, whatever, you know, stuff happens. But if it does hit, you are going to be like the happiest person in the whole world. You are going to just be like strutting around the rest of the day, like bragging to all your buddies, being like, I knew Blaze was going to get that point. Um, so that's going to be my final EMO of the year. It's a stupid but fun bet. Blaze Reardon over 0.5 points plus 450 write Man, it down i love it and another one i'll be rolling with the book because at the end of the day it's all about having fun and we hope you had fun listening to our championship edition of bet on lacrosse Huge thanks as uh, we're signing off here we got parker still on the call and man thank you for taking time out of your day for joining the show uh, greatly appreciated great knowledge and we're only starting to grow this bad boy. So uh, you will be definitely involved as we move forward and we continue trying to uh, cash some tickets here. But thanks for coming on, man. Awesome job, brother. Man, thanks for having me on. I'm just, I'm just happy to be part of the team, and I'm glad we can get some numbers involved because you guys are already cashing in your bets. So let's make it better, man. Let's get better. Man. Better, it's, better. It's just, better. It's just better. that much more helpful, bro. It, it, it's great. About. Thank you so much. Seriously. Yeah. Huge thanks. Awesome guest. Again, we are two for two on the great guests. Also two for two for some linemen. Love that. As a former member of the trenches as well. I love seeing that. So that's going to wrap it for us. I want to just give a huge thanks to everybody who was riding with us this season. We got one final reflection show coming up. Hutton will be on. Also have some special guests planned for it. So gained a lot of new followers, a lot of new friends as well doing this. So for a niche sport, not too bad. The audience that we were able to grow and that we were able to be a part of. So uh, one final ride, recapping it all next week for Doug Greenberg. I'm Dan Alexander, and we will talk to you following championship weekend. Bet responsibly, folks, and cash those tickets.